Liam Bray is reporting for duty, your source for fitness and food education with a noble purpose. Fasten your seatbelts and hold on to your carrots. You're listening to Liam Bray's radio show at theliambrays.com. We are Avengers of Health. Welcome, Brays. I'm Ron Jones with Brent Eilat and Linda Finley from Body Fat Test in uh, Ventura County. And we're the Lean Berets, and we're doing a really interesting show today that's very special about uh, Brent's journey. So thanks for coming down to the Lean Berets show, Brent. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, and thanks again, Linda. We did a show a couple years ago, actually, on bodyfattest.com and your mobile testing service for hydrostatic weighing under the water. And we can get into that a little bit. But uh, Brent is one of our corporate clients that Linda and I share. And uh, you tested first. What was the first date you tested there? Um, the first date I tested was in August of 2012. Um, I weighed 195 pounds and was 23.1% body fat. And how did you feel at that weight? Um, I felt okay uh-huh. because I was down about 40 pounds from um, my first from when I started my fitness journey, but but I didn't feel great, great. Uh-huh. Um, at the time, I was um, following the pound yourself with cardio and eat nothing <laughs> routine. <laughs> Linda's heard that before. <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> How many thousands of times, right? <laughs> and um, so I didn't I didn't feel as good as I as good as I could. Better than I did, but but mm-hmm. still not uh, not completely satisfied. So it was. It was, I just wanted to see how I was doing. Yeah, and we'll be posting some before and after photos, which are quite dramatic, actually. And, you know, some of them are always, like, photoshopped and faked. I can tell you that these are real. <laughs> Britain didn't tweak those. That's just the way that it was and what's happened. And and kind of a little disclaimer here. There's, there's no one way to eat. But after doing uh, corporate wellness for over a decade and, and being in fitness in general for about 20 years, I, I haven't seen anything that has helped people so much. Uh, just get a good, uh, solid foundation to start. And what I like about Brent's story, Linda, is he's kind of tweaked things and experimented, and he's he's always looking to improve that process and find that sweet spot. And I think that's an important part of the story. You might have noticed, Linda, and, and people come to me in, uh, in the corporate world, and they think they test one time and that's it. And really, it's it's an ongoing process. I think the value of retesting is just as important or more important than the first test, right? That's right. I I think a lot of times we are here just to validate each effort every time you come through the door. So we give you feedback that you need. Otherwise, you guess what you have to do. So what Ron and I can help you do is dial it in a little tighter each time. Mm-hmm. And and we mentioned earlier that a lot of people they pound with cardio, right? And they and they starve. And boy, you know, you think that message would be out there today, but. Um, I still find uh, weekly, if not almost daily, someone talking to me about how they're basically starving and trying to lose weight. So one of the things I learned working with Linda is weight is not weight. When people say, I want to lose weight, I'm like, oh, what kind of weight do you want to lose? Do you want to lose fat or you know, do you want to lose your muscle when you starve, right? That's right. There's a big difference between weight loss and fat loss. So we're constantly defining that whole effort. And I think Brent has discovered the clear difference between the two efforts. In fact, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Brent, you're, you've reduced your body fat by about 50%, correct? 
Yes. Um, cur- I'm the lowest I dropped was down to 12 percent uh-huh. on body fat. I was weighing 175 pounds, so a a 20 pound weight loss, but um, 11 percent body fat change. Wow. And you know. People lose weight, but oftentimes they slough off a lot of muscle in the process. And that's that's the metabolic engine that we want to keep, especially as we age. And it's also important for injury prevention if we take a fall or, you know, have some kind of collision type of thing. Uh, a little background information. Uh, Linda is with BodyFatTest.com. She operates out of the Ventura area all over Southern California and has a mobile testing lab that's uh, mounted inside of a big truck where you go under the water. You want to talk a little bit about what hydrostatic weighing is just in general, if people don't know about that? Sure. Um, Well, we are all over California. There's four of us that run around, and each of us have our own vehicle that's a special customized um, truck that has a underwater weighing tank. And hydrostatic has been around for over 50 years and is considered a gold standard measurement. Now, what we're looking at is beyond just what the land scale says, which is your sum total. So we're also looking at what the composition of your body, what your body is. Mm -hmm. And underwater weighing is um, something that can tell very accurately what's what. So when you do a test with us, it takes about 10 minutes. You do have to get completely wet. We have some videos on our website that you can have a peek at um, at bodyfattest.com. But, uh, and see the process, and um, it's a very quick process, but we can determine what's what and determine how much muscle you have or the lean mass side of you versus your fat side and uh, more accurately calculate what your resting metabolic rate is, which can really help you dial in on how many calories you should be taking in so you don't lose muscle and lose fat. Yeah, that's an, that's an important part of the test. Now, there are a lot of ways to test body fat today, as we all know, and, and people often come to me, and I'm sure you too, Linda, maybe even you too, Brent, mm-hmm. and say, hey, I've got this little gizmo, I got the scale or whatever. Um, but oftentimes we're not, we're not getting an accurate or any kind of reading on the resting metabolic rate, and that's a very important number because um, of like what, what, have, what is your resting metabolic rate about, Brent? And it's not, I don't think it's on that report, but what is, where is it running in a range? It, it, it's telling me to take about uh, 2,100 calories okay. intake a day, which has gone up uh-huh. um, because my um, lean body, uh, my lean body mass has gone up right. um, quite a bit. I mean, up six, seven pounds over the course of uh, my journey with you guys. Um, and I, I mean, I weigh less, but my lean lean muscle mass is more and mm-hmm. you know just picking on a couple of these tests there's right now i'm heavier than i was in some of these tests so it's easy to get tricked by the scale you might look at right. the scale and say i'm up you're up 15 pounds mm-hmm. that's not a good thing mm-hmm. well my lean muscle mass is up about six or seven right and i'm only up about a percentage on the uh, body fat side yeah. so you know, I feel better. I'm. You're in the healthiest range for, satis- for age and gender, yeah. Yeah, and I'm satisfied. I eat until mm-hmm. I'm satisfied. I don't feel starved or mm-hmm. anything like that during the day. I eat a lot of food. I eat a lot of good food, mm-hmm. and I'm happy all day long. So your, your increase in uh, 
a lean muscle mass, that's important because muscle is metabolically active. It needs a little fuel, right? A little more fuel than fat. Fat just kind of, Linda, you have a great way of describing fat. How do you, how do you talk about <laughs> fat? It, ha, it just sits around and, you know. <laughs> well, our, the fat that we have is a lot like the insulation on your house. It's there to protect you, and we need enough to be healthy. Right. Um, however, it, it's not a part of your body that uses calories. So uh, it's a very insignificant amount of calories that it, actually does use but it's so small that we don't really look at that mm -hmm. but your lean side of your body which includes your skin bones organs muscle is the engine that has a fuel tank and you have to put fuel in it and if you run out of gas because you're under feeding yourself then you're going to start tapping into your muscle mass you're going to lose that engine mm -hmm. and your body's going to hang on to all the fat yeah was really interesting, and, and we went into this in our first show, but it, it's a funny story worth repeating that um, as I got into the research and I met Linda and I went down and tested and I went to the American College of Sports Medicine Summit and I heard some of the top dietitians in the country talking about emerging protein research and resting metabolic rate, I started to get this picture coming through the fog that we might be really under eating and if we started actually eating more, people could lose fat weight instead of losing the muscle and some fat. And uh, the first time we came in, I, it, it was pretty tough, especially with the ladies telling them they needed to eat more food when they'd been starving for years and were still frustrated. And I had a lot of sleepless nights, I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but we were very happy when they retested because almost all of them lost fat weight. And and yes, they generally lost weight, period, but they lost predominantly fat weight. And sometimes they would pinch a little bit of muscle if it was a pretty significant overall weight loss. But that was a real uh, eye-opener. So what, what uh, in your very first test, what do you think was the big take-home point? Was it to eat enough or uh, was, was it a, a protein balanced thing? And what did you really learn in that first time through, Brent? It was really to eat enough. Eat enough, yeah. It was eat enough. And, you know, I was in a... I mean, my, my body felt pounded at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, when you looked at my 235 pound picture to my 195 pound picture, I looked a lot better, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel any better mm. because I wasn't eating enough and I was just running five, that six, seven, eight miles and not feeling great. My joints hurt. That's a really important point. You looked better, but you didn't feel better. Correct. And I, I think, you know, the real value of this is, is a lot more internal, as with is fitness or anything mm -hmm. in health, really. But that's an important point to make. It's not just about how you look. It's how you feel. Yep. And, yeah. you know, at that point, I I did look better. Uh-huh. Sure. I didn't look, look, I didn't look like the guy you'd want. I wasn't ready to run around on the beach, but I looked a lot better. I had gone down pant sizes, and, you know, things were good. But I needed something to kind of mm -hmm. take it to the next step. And I'd always avoided this because I said I don't need a test to tell me how fat I am. Yeah. I already know I'm fat. Right. But in hindsight, I really wish I would have done that at 235 because I may have taken a different path that wouldn't have wouldn't have caused pain and and not feeling great even even though I looked better in pictures mm -hmm. what was your highest weight you got up to 235 dude that was the high that was the high high yeah, yeah. Mm. so um 
in comparison to when you were like in high school or something, where, where's your weight now? Because people always refer back to their high school weight. So I, I graduated at 175 pounds. Okay. And then I was about 185 my final year of hockey. So mm -hmm. 175, 185 was kind of that, that alleyway when I was in yeah. my teens. And where you're at now? Where are you? Are you? Uh, 180 to 185. I so, fluctuate. So you're in that range, yeah. Yep. So what happens a lot of times, um, and I'm sure you've heard this, Linda, people come in, they, w they have this ideal weight, uh, and, and, you know, oftentimes it goes back to high school or college, and what we talk to them about is you might weigh a little bit more and actually be healthier and leaner. You might not have to be so light, you know? For sure. I think, you know, in high school, guys are still growing. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother, mm -hmm. he was still growing in his 20s, mm -hmm. so... We're not done when we're in high school. We're, our body's going to change all the time. Um, I think one of the things I every time somebody comes into my door, and the very first time, and I may have said this to you, um, Brett, but um, I always say I always give you I give you permission to eat more, and that's you know <laughs> because I yep. I learned that you've been holding back. You know you've been mm -hmm. restricting calories for a while, and you're just feeling kind of junk about it mm -hmm. so it's pretty common you know it was, was cool with the uh, and again i go back to the women a little bit more because i think they're conditioned to under eat more than the men uh, as a knee-jerk reaction to you know being a little bit overweight um they started talking to me about their mood and how eating more helped them feel a lot better in terms of just being in a better mood. And then people start talking about the ability to make better decisions, which kind of leads us into some of the comments that I've, I've gotten from Brent the last couple of years. You're a, an upper level management person yep. in a corporate environment. You have a, a lot of people under you and you have found that your eating and exercise is, is very critical to you being able to do your optimal work with your family and your your employees correct exactly and i mean you know it sounds corny and i had mentioned it to you guys earlier but um exercise to me in a day is as critical or more critical than sleep mm -hmm. um, it clears my mind it allows allows that build up of frustration to kind of get out in mm -hmm. in my daily sessions yeah. um, that i have and i mean mood is important mm -hmm. if you're leading a work group as large and diverse as mine, I think it's important that I'm in a great mood. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that I'm focused mm -hmm. because if I'm focused, if I'm in a great in a great mood, I can project that onto people very easily. Mm -hmm. And then they're in a great mood and they're at their best. And, you know, it leads to so much more than just... Um, business results it leads to safe behaviors it mm -hmm. leads to their enrichment there's it it's part of the whole package for right. me um to to be to be frank that yeah. um i have to i feel it's important that i'm doing things to to be my best so that i can allow others to be their best mm -hmm. and the, the brain is very sensitive to blood sugar levels so with your eating well throughout the day um, those levels are pretty stable in you, and, and you know we could say that you're going to make better decisions. I don't know if you've ever been around anybody that has their blood sugar way off, but I have a family member that um, 
I had an interesting story with him. We took a little ride in the LA freeway system and he, he was a diabetic who did not monitor his blood sugar. And it was one of the scariest rides I ever took in my life. Um, he just could not make uh, any kind of a rational decision about where we were, where we were going, and it was frightening, you know. So if you put that into a work environment where there might be equipment involved or, you know, um, people's lives at stake, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's pretty important to think clearly. And then the fitness adds to that, of course. There's so many benefits of exercise. And Brent, you've taken not just the food part of it, but you've optimized all that with your fitness. And yep. you mentioned you exercise daily. And so you've been on a roll, what, two or three years exercising daily now? Yeah. Um, I've missed two days mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And um, what's changed is I used to make ex- exercise. I used to make excuses of why I didn't exercise. Right. Something always got in the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't make a decision correctly to not be able to exercise that day. I didn't do it in the morning mm-hmm. or I didn't plan my day accordingly in order to get it done so um at the beginning of the week i set out my schedule and if it means getting up at 350 in the morning to ensure that i get my 30 minutes in i do Mm -hmm. and ideally it's after work so that my wife and i can do it together because i really enjoy um exercising with her but um i've done everything i can to ensure that it happens because I know if it happens, I'm I feel better mm-hmm. and I'm it just allows me to mm-hmm. you know be a better father, be a better boss, be a better mentor, be a better friend. Mm-hmm. And you've taken this family in the journey as well. Yeah, we, um, it's been that play it forward right. um, type thing that's happened. Uh, Carrie really, my wife really mm-hmm. got me into it. Mm-hmm. So she's the catalyst who started <laughs> it all off. Uh-huh. But um, her sister um, is also one of a client that um, does go through multiple tests and daily exercise is a big part of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother has uh, lost over 100 pounds. Wow. Um, my father. Mm-hmm. is uh, currently below 200 pounds for the first time in about 25 years. Now, was this, your brother and father, was this kind of uh, something they got into, watching you and Carrie kind of do your thing, and then it rippled through the whole family? It rippled through them. And nice, and nice. And even my mother, who um, can run marathons and, you know, all these long races, she even took a different, something's, changed in her also to where she's 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 dropped about 10 or 15 pounds so she went from being fit to being lean being extremely lean and extremely fit so wow yeah it's it's percolated through um a lot of our family and now you know my wife tries to or she spends time teaching people how to meal prep for the week friends of ours great you know we're trying to pay it forward even more because you know people like the two of you have taken time out of your days to pay it forward to us mm-hmm. i think it's important that carrie and i also take that message forward and help other people it's a nice ripple effect story and you're from canada so this has traveled a, a bit of a distance here up yeah. to your father yeah yep social media and uh-huh. you know just the contacts and then you know you go home and I go home about once a year, and mm-hmm. it obviously prompts a lot of discussion at the uh, picnic table, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and what's nice is you're not starving. 
you know, and you feel good about what you're doing too. Yeah, not at all. And, and you know, we're not, uh, we're not single minded in our fitness either, which mm -hmm. I think, um, which I think helps and, and people listen to because, you know, we don't just run or we don't just lift weights or mm -hmm. we don't just do CrossFit. We kind of do everything, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever mm -hmm. we feel like that day, that's what we do. Yeah, and I, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. You went from kind of a cardio-based programming, which a lot of people do. That's kind of what they've been taught, to getting into a little more strength uh, type of training. So you kind of answered the question I wanted to ask, which yep. is how is it different now? So you really mix it up then. Strength training, cardio, high-intensity high interval training. Mm -hmm. We do yoga. I try to do a day of yoga mm -hmm. every week. Um, and then some weeks, if possible, I do a day of just half hour just stretching um, to prepare for for everything else I mean the biggest thing that I've enjoyed is my flexibility has mm -hmm. gotten significantly better it's still not good yeah you're still working <laughs> on still it, working on it yeah. but but that's the slight improvements of that taking that day out of lifting weights and instead doing yoga I think has increased my strength as opposed to spending that extra day doing weights so uh, it's been a, it's fun How do you, let's talk about protein a minute because that that often comes up when we test people linda and um most of the people that i have coached so far and that's hundreds of people uh were low on the protein side and 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 what linda and i use or kind of base our coaching model off of is about a 40 30 30 ratio it's a 40 percent carb intake uh, and 30% from protein, 30% of your calories from fat. And, of course, healthy choices in those macronutrient categories, those are macronutrients. Um, and that's not a high-protein diet, but it's higher than, than some mm -hmm. people are used to, research which support that. But what a dramatic difference when they started eating enough protein to maintain lean mass and maybe even put a little bit on. Have you noticed that uh, factoring into your recovery, Brent, or or you know, just helping you optimize your lean mass more? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, if we could get into the data and that shows it. Yeah, um, Because absolutely. we are eating, we eat a portion of protein with every meal, mm -hmm. which wasn't always the case before. We'd maybe, we were salads, right? Yeah. Lots of salads, which I haven't cut out, mm -hmm. but, but there's some protein with it. Right. And, you know, eggs and chicken and mm -hmm. turkey and uh, variety, eat red meat. I mean, all of it, That's it's mm -hmm. all good. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely the um, strength increases. Um, I shared with you, I think that I could do about one pull-up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can do 10 to 12 clean now. That's great. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, my pull-up bar, it's hard to do them clean. <laughs> so I typically can do more, but they're not clean ones. So. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's just part of it. It's it's been, and I like meat. Mm -hmm. So denying yourself meat, mm -hmm. that when I was at the one ninety five pounds, that wasn't right. great either. I I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy, yeah, meat. We can get into this, and not not to get into the politics of animal rights and and vegetarianism and all this. But you've you've would you like to comment on that, Linda? Is this you know, it's a little bit tougher to maybe be lean as a vegetarian. Not that it can't be done. I know some lean veggies, but yeah, I think the when people get behind being more consistent on mm -hmm. a day-to-day -day basis, they can have some pretty significant changes and recover more fully from the day's effort. Mm -hmm. um, Brent, I think 
I was just thinking about all of your, you know, your exercising. But the thing that I know you're doing is that you're feeding the effort behind mm -hmm. your entire day and not holding back or thinking, oh, I shouldn't have this. So when I see people tap into putting some focus on some good protein intake and whole protein preferably, mm -hmm. we see some great results in a pretty short amount of time. Plus, we get comments about uh, feeling better in general, mm -hmm. but also not being so sore. That's one of the satiation. Things. I mean, yeah. th they feel full for a while instead of just yeah. you know five minutes. That's right. But also, you know, when we look at the data of people, uh, the first time somebody comes through, that's just the picture of the moment. But the second time they come in, we can see you know how much they dialed in on their food it's mm -hmm. pretty significant and it's always really obvious to me but it's probably because i've had so many people come through my tank but um the protein is is your building block and if it's missing you're not going to be able to repair yourself properly and maintain if not gain something out of that you know i i came from a ultra endurance background in cycling and uh, running but mainly cycling and i Think back at, at the highest level of my competition, how protein deficient I must have been, you know, because it was so carb-oriented. And, of course, I was needing a lot of carbohydrates. I was doing 100-mile training rides, right? But, man, the protein, you know, looking back, I, I could have been even better, you know? I mean, I did pretty well, but uh, I remember many times coming back smelling like ammonia. I was literally burning off muscle on the ride for fuel. It was not efficient. And, and the recovery was like just a big old bowl of pasta and no protein. Mm. So I think it's very important for athletes uh, as well as the general population to, to get an optimal amount of protein. Now, and we mentioned this in the coaching process, 40-30-30 is a starting place. It doesn't mean it's carved in stone, and there's no one way to eat for sure. And if something works better for you, that's fine. But what did you end up? end up settling on Brenna do you know where your ratios are or has that is it still in flux it's we we experiment a lot mm -hmm. and um, I would say it would be 35 40 35 okay is about probably what we're at we're a little lower on carbs probably into the 35 and then mm -hmm. or sorry I got it mixed up a little bit um, we're a little higher on the protein and we've taken back from the carbs so it'd be 35 35 30 i yeah. guess would be the math a little right? more balanced out yeah yeah a little more balanced out and um carrie's become a student mm -hmm. of cooking and she spends a lot of time on i mean you can get it all over the place mm -hmm. instagram and whatnot she's always experimenting with with things like muffins mm -hmm. that you typically would deny yourself right but, but if you make them with oat flour and whey protein mm -hmm. you can make them taste really really good and they can be really really good for you my, so my wife candace does some of that she'll she'll experiment with those types of things there, there's so yeah it's a great point there are some creative ways to have some of the frills and once in a while i have some french fries and you know whatever and i think that was another big point i got when i got with uh linda and started learning from her was that you know coming out of cycling we were so anti-fat you know, everything had to be so carb oriented and and uh, I've relaxed on that and I'm I'm in the healthiest uh, body fat category for my age and gender and I'm 
I feel pretty good in terms of how I eat it, but uh, I'm I'm more balanced now than I used to be mm-hmm. before hanging out with you, Lingua. That's good. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I enjoy my food more. Um, I don't feel like I'm so deprived and restricted as I, I used to be. I don't feel guilty anymore when I right have taco bell yeah i I love taco bell (laughs) but but if i decide to have some i don't feel guilty Mm -hmm. or when i have a have a beer Mm -hmm. i don't feel guilty and when i was when i was starving myself and doing all the cardio yeah i literally didn't like myself for doing that and that would affect one's mood Uh right a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah and i mean now i mean i had a I had a donut at my son's donut breakfast this morning. Uh-huh. Um, it was good. But you'll be fine. But I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not going to have one tomorrow, yeah. but I had one today, and it was fine. Yeah. They might face the Lean Brace firing squad on occasion, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> there are organic donut donuts, so Kevin Rail reminds me. Now, uh, Linda, you mentioned a lot of people coming through your tank, and we, we want people to know, um, you know, you've tested over, what, 18,000 people now? Yeah, I'm nearing that number. A lot of volume for a lot of years. And what's cool about working with Linda is that she has tested the same people over and over and over. So you have a pretty good idea what people do to get lean, and not just get lean once, but to stay lean over time in a sustainable way. You want to put that in a bumper sticker? Like, you know, what do you you think the, the best clues are? Well... My leanest people, they never res- restrict calories. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what kind of calories they need to be taking in. Um, when they need to switch it up and get and lean up a bit, mm-hmm. they'll change what they're eating, but they won't take away from that. So they'll replace something that's equal in calories and is, they know is going to help them um, tighten up their body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they have a show coming up or some kind of competition that they want to do, but they don't restrict their calories. That's probably the biggest thing that Mm -hmm. I see. And they, they have some of everything. So they don't more balance. That's right. They don't have no carbohydrate day. You know, they eat carbohydrates. They, cause you need it. Everybody knows that you need it. And I think your, your plate that, you know, if you don't have all three ingredients on your plate, then you're you've got to find that other ingredient and get it on there because it helps everything out. Yeah, we don't support those no banana diets. Around <laughs> <here>. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nothing no. wrong with a banana, right? Yeah. No, and I think you know th- they do make a plan. These people also make plans. They they plan on cooking a lot of food that they eat on for days, mm-hmm. you know, and and they freeze it. I mean, we have a a little re- a freezer at our in our house that mm-hmm. is loaded with protein. That's all that's in there. You can dig around, and all you're going to find is protein. So we've got our stash of protein that we you know thaw out every. I've chowed I've chowed some protein <laughs> at your house before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll we, attest to that fact. <laughs> ever since I was a little little girl i've always loved protein and it's been my the thing that i want first and so i'm lucky and hardwired like that Mm -hmm. you know i do appreciate a really good bread and who doesn't want some cheese with that Mm -hmm. and oh sure right but you know it's these habits that i think i see in my leanest people is they are consistent day to day you know give or take a little bit but they don't ever think i shouldn't do this they don't have that sentence in their head. They just think, well, if I am going to do this, this is what it's going to do for me. You know, maybe it's going to 
you know, hold me back on my average mile time on my run or, you know, maybe I'm not going to lift as well as I did yesterday or whatever, but they understand what that's going to do. And either you make the choice or you don't make the choice, but they're consistent. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. And it's over time. Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely more uh, of an educated approach. I mean, you know, people learn a great deal as Brent has talked about, you know, you learn a lot about your body and uh, Brent's resting metabolic rate isn't necessarily yours or mine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, how to play around with that and make it make it work for you. Um, I first started thinking about this when I got with Candace because she was always nibbling on some protein throughout the day, and I'd never been around a woman that was talking about protein, <laughs> especially in the endurance world. I just thought it was freaky, you know? <laughs> but lo and behold, <laughs> after uh, quite a few years, she's been vindicated, and she's quite lean, you know, for a, for a female. So um, there is a value there. It's not, it's not a high protein. We're not here to just talk about protein, but I think – you know, just seeing a lot of people come through um, after the test with Linda, seeing they were very protein deficient, having them eat enough protein to be healthy, and seeing dramatic shifts in, in body fat. Uh, it's been really a nice process to be a part of. And I'll mention the dry, the dry weight scale again. I've had a number of folks, uh, they would contact me before Linda was uh, scheduled to come on site and do our testing, and they say, well, I failed. I haven't lost any weight. And I go back to that, you know, grade two mentality. Well, what kind of weight are you talking about? What do you mean? Is it fat weight or is it lean mass weight? We don't know yet because you haven't tested. Why don't you come in and test anyway? Mm -hmm. And they would come in and, and many of them would have this dramatic shifts in body composition, even though the scale only showed like a half a pound or a pound difference. Mm -hmm. They were so glad they came in. And that's the value of testing and really knowing what's going on internally. Right, that that current updated data mm -hmm. is the thing that we need for the feedback. Because I always tell people, you know, I don't care how much you weigh. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got some really big people who are super lean and are considered mm -hmm. very um, uh, obese. Right. Actually, right. you know, if you look at uh, the BMI index, which just drives me bananas. Mm -hmm. But uh, Speaking of bananas, we love bananas, but um, yeah, yeah, the BMI uh, <laughs> is it's pretty weak at best, you know. It is, and I we've been t I've been trying to get every doctor I know into my truck so they know that this service is out there right. to help people, mm -hmm. you know, get another picture rather than just you know relying on that lining up your fingers on a chart on the wall. That that doesn't even make any sense. Mm -hmm. I've had some <laughs> I've had some of the guys at work saying, you know, they they were. They looked at a BMI chart, and if they if they went by that, they'd have to lose 20 pounds, and they said their wife would kick them out of the house, you know? Right. And it's very misleading. I, I, I think of another client whose doctor was telling him he needed to lose a significant amount of weight, and he came through the tank the first time, and he realized he was just lean. Mm -hmm. He was a kind of a stocky guy uh, genetically, and he, he was in the healthiest body fat category for – uh, age and gender, and I said, take this report back to your physician and just show them, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. Um, same thing happened to my father, who has been through your, uh, in fact, he's on his way down again with my mom to test again, but the doctor wanted him to lose 20 pounds, and he would, at 75 years old, if he lost 20 pounds, he'd be frail. The man just hiked up to the top of Yosemite Falls a couple years ago, <laughs> you know? I mean, he, he, he doesn't need to lose 20 pounds. He couldn't be able to do what he's doing. But he does need to lose a little body fat, and that's where the testing data comes in, just following, you know, 
um, getting away from that starvation mode. Well, cool. You guys have anything else uh, you want to comment on? We've talked about exercise, the value of that, pairing it with the test, and talked about macronutrients a little bit. We haven't talked too much about fat. You want to make a couple fat comments? I mean, the f in terms of eating fat, right? Eating fat. Well, I think that fat is in having fat in your diet, included in your diet, is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much value to fat, and it, we have to understand the value of the calories involved that that it has right so you know you can overeat on the fat department mm -hmm, sure but um you know it's pretty simple to to learn about that and you can talk with us about that as well but um it's really the the processed foods that have the high fat in it it becomes dangerous so it, but if you have fat um in your diet that is from avocados and oils and right you know, seeds these, and nuts and that's yeah. right yeah. these natural yeah. things you know it's okay have a handful on your salad mm -hmm. you know it's okay to have some nuts and seeds yeah it's okay so so brent has lost 50 percent of his body fat which is a very significant uh piece of progress right i mean you've seen a lot of people eighteen thousand people how many how many of them have lost 50 percent of their body fat well, I don't have an exact number, but, but I... Not many, right? Well, I certainly have seen some dramatic changes yeah. all over the place in different demographics and mm -hmm. different age groups, both men and women, over mm -hmm. over years. And when I see people dial it in, like the light bulb finally came on, right. and they get it, and I see the, and the numbers give that feedback, and just my experience watching people go through this and the efforts behind it, like Bren has put in enormous effort, and it's taken time, mm -hmm. but you know, in a short amount of time, in the big picture, he's made significant changes in his health, and it sh it just beams out of him. So mm -hmm. you know, every time he comes through the door, he's pretty eager for the data, and not yeah. af not afraid of what it's going to tell him. Right. Yeah. So right. It, it, we're a friendly place. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. We're going to help you figure it out. <laughs> well, we're there to help for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Brent, um, I think people want to know, I mean, you've, you've lost a significant amount of body fat, but yet you still eat fat. What yep. kinds of fat do you take in? Uh, what's your secret on the fat side of it? Um, <clears throat> I add an avocado in once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, I eat a lot of pumpkin seeds. Uh-huh. Um, natural peanut butter the ground up peanut butter that you can get at uh, winco the almond butter without um, all the sugar added. Yep, yeah without anything yeah just mm -hmm. one ingredient yeah right? that, that's pretty nice almonds <laughs> yeah <laughs> or yeah. peanuts so that's ten that tends to be where i get the majority of it um, we try to stay i'm not going to say we stay completely away from processed foods but we try to target 80 percent of our intake to not be from processed foods it's pretty hard not to eat it's some, hard not and especially to. if you travel like we do a little exactly bit. yeah exactly but we we try really really hard to do that and sure it it cre it creates a lot of effort but we put it all into one one day we try to so that we have the good choices in the house mm -hmm. um, to keep us satisfied but um, not cause us to make bad choices so right. there, there's always lots of food in our yeah. There's always lots variety. of food around, a lot of variety, but it's all, it's all made with love. My yeah. my wife puts a lot of love into it, and that's great. And we enjoy it. Do you eat cheese? 
I do. And uh, do you have fish too? Fish can be yep. a good source I of fat. I eat fish. So pretty yep. balanced on the fat side, yep. but, but healthier choices. Yep. That's great. I, have a, I saw a t-shirt the other day that, that says, uh, don't blame the butter for what the bread did. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be my new, my new work funny. shirt. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, I love that. So that's good. Speaking of sayings, uh, and this might be a nice thing to close with, uh, on your board in your truck, Linda, you have a little saying about, you know, are you, uh, I can't remember now, do you eat the train or do you eat to, you know, oh. how's that? Because that'd be a nice thing to mention here. Well, I have two people that come through my truck every day or every day I have an event. Uh-huh. Um, the number one people are the people that eat and train, and the number two people are the people that diet and exercise. Mm. Now, this the second people want the body of the first person, mm-hmm. which is the eat and train people. Mm-hmm. But they'll never, those people, they, they really struggle. They over-exercise. They do all this crazy time in the gym, but they never feed the effort. Right. So they, they haunt, hang on to everything they have. They look the same. They never change. They're exhausted. They you got to fuel the fire, man. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, when I point that out to people, they look at that and they go, I'm not the number one people, but that is the one that I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. So we kind of unleash that beast in them so mm-hmm. we can, we give them permission to, to feed the day. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the day. Just take one, one meal at a time and trust that it's going to help. Mm-hmm. No food, no food just means you're going to get smaller. Yeah. My, yeah. my big take home point working with you and just coaching a lot of people <coughs> like Brent and others is that, um, I, I was way off my protein and, um, I didn't realize the importance of, of meeting my resting metabolic rate every day as a minimum. Right. And so that, that was a big turnaround for me. And, and from, as a parent of two children, I realized, wow, my kids are way off in the morning when it comes to protein and fat. I mean, they're, it's all carbs, you know? Mm-hmm. So even, you know, doing what I've done for a long time, I was missing the boat on that. So, you know, and it, it's harder with the kids. They're so apt to get the cereal and the bread and all that stuff, but we try to sneak in little things and, and at least they cognitively know and understand, you know, and they'll make better choices over time. We hope, but anyway, Hey, this has been a great show. It's a, it's a wonderful story to share. Um, it wasn't just about losing weight, but but about the quality of your life, Brent. And mm-hmm. I, I think the most rewarding thing to me isn't just your personal progress, but you know, hearing about your father, your brother. You, I know your kids are involved in this, your family, mm-hmm. your friends, and, and your sphere of influence. And uh, and that's just it's a great story. Well, thank you. It you know, like I I think I've stated it. It started off with vanity, mm-hmm. but that can only get you so far. Yeah. And you know that. That got me in the gym and that got me going, mm-hmm. but um, realizing the mental aspects and, you know, what what benefit that's had for me is the staying power. Um, I have visions of, there's no reason why I can't be exercising in my 70s. There's no reason why I can't be exercising in my 80s. And when you start thinking about that, of things that my wife and I get to do together mm-hmm. as we get older, I mean, it, it it's exciting. To it look is forward to that. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll say this one last thing. I was working with my movement coach this last week, and he talked about a functional capacity zone. And if you think about, we're we're in this little playground area, right? And the idea as we age, even, is to expand that playground area, and not just keep it in one place, but actually start moving it forward. So we're progressing. 
but what happens with a lot of people is that playground area gets smaller and smaller and then it starts moving backwards and they start digressing and uh you know watching people like you with your wife and your family you're expanding that area of of movement um capability you can do so many things now i bet that you didn't even dream about doing five years ago i correct and that's been my journey especially the last couple of years it's like wow i i keep getting better and better and not my my goal is not to get stronger that's just kind of a byproduct of of, of better training and better eating but um as my coach said you know when you're he's 65 he goes when you're my age you'll be in the best shape of your life so that's pretty <laughs> encouraging yeah <laughs> hey thanks a lot i appreciate you guys for coming down thanks again linda and if people want to get a hold of you and do underwater hydrostatic weighing in southern california and you're even in central california a little bit how can they get a hold of you yeah thanks for having me ron i appreciate that um you can find me at bodyfattest.com. You can also go on to Facebook and find me there at bodyfattest-socal. Uh, That's me. And um, it's pretty simple to find me. If you need to reach out to me, all my contact information is there. Feel free to call or email me. It's a very reasonable price. Uh, initial test is, what, $49? That's right. Our initial test is 49 and any future test or retest is 35 It's a sound investment. I'll put the Lean Bray stamp of approval on this. It's, it's some of the best money you could ever spend on your long-term sustainable health. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Lean Bray's radio show at theleanbrays.com. Music today provided by Van Halen. Until next time, keep moving for noble purpose. No excuses.